Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the compelling analysis presented in The True Believer by Eric Hoffer. Written in the shadow of World War II, this insightful book scrutinizes the anatomy of mass movements, laying bare the psychological triggers that draw individuals into becoming fervent followers, regardless of the movement's ethical standing. The True Believer is not just a historical account. It's a journey through the mechanisms that propel collective beliefs and the dynamics at play within groups that drive significant societal changes. Hoffer's incisive look into the hearts and minds of true believers examines what makes extremist movements appealing to some and reviled by others. Author Eric Hoffer, an unconventional scholar, emerged from a working-class background as a self-taught philosopher. His prolific writing career, sparked by the publication of The True Believer, yielded over 10 influential works, and his contributions to social philosophy earned him the Presidential Medal of Freedom in February 1983. This episode is a must-listen for those who wish to grasp the history and inner workings of mass movements, individuals fascinated by group psychology, and anyone who seeks to understand the forces behind political change and social mobilization. Join us as we explore the potent ideas of Eric Hoffer in The True Believer, a book that resonates with as much relevance today as it did upon its release. The True Believer. Thoughts on the Nature of Mass Movements. Introduction. Discover the DNA of mass movements and their impact on history. As we leaf through the pages of history, we see a tapestry of mass movements that shaped the contours of the 20th century. Whether under the banners of communism, fascism, or other grand ideologies, these movements were propelled by a potent concoction of belief, leadership, and a unified vision of the enemy. It is a pattern repeated time and again. Like a siren's call, the desire for a transformed world beckoned millions to join the ranks. Despite the variety of causes they embodied, mass movements share a common spine, a strong conviction that a brighter tomorrow awaits, a charismatic figure steering disillusioned souls and the singling out of a villain who stands in the way of utopia. These elements are the building blocks of collective endeavours that can either enlighten or engulf the world in flames. Yet what separates those movements that leave an indelible mark of progress from those that spiral into violence and mayhem. The key lies in understanding the anatomy of these grand human waves. Join me as we explore what fuels these movements, how they grow and mature, and why some revolutions carve paths to success while others leave scars and rubble in their wake. In this exploration, we'll reveal how pivotal a dynamic leader is in the genesis of a movement, the organic progression of mass movements akin to a living organism's growth, and the unique set of circumstances that led the revolutions in France and America to etch their names in the annals of history. Let's delve into the complex mechanisms that drive the passionate pursuit of change and the footprints they leave behind. For a movement's life cycle is not only a tale of its time, but a mirror reflecting humanity's incessant quest for a promised land. Part 1, 
the engine of discontent, fueling the drive for transformative mass movements. Imagine you're caught in the daily grind of a job that drains your spirit. Each morning is a battle against the alarm clock, and the sense of fulfillment is nowhere on the horizon. Now, suppose the reverse. You're vested in a career that aligns with your passion, rewards you handsomely, and grants you the golden key of work-life balance. Under which condition would you be more susceptible to the allure of change? Historically, mass movements have thrived where hope has withered. They germinate in the soil of dissatisfaction, where the prevailing sentiment is a yearning for something, anything, other than the status quo. Following World War I, Germany lay in the throes of despair. Defeat had left its citizens in a bleak landscape, devoid of prospects. It was against this backdrop that the seeds of Nazism found fertile ground. The plight of the unemployed offers a compelling illustration. Their turmoil is less about financial deprivation and more about the absence of hope. Money is tangible, but hope, that ephemeral yet mighty force, is what galvanizes the spirit. It underpins the belief in self-efficacy the conviction that one's actions can indeed usher in a new era. Mass movements tap into this pulse of anticipation, convincing the restless that a luminous future is not just a mirage but a destination within reach. Take the French Revolution, ignited by the notion that human beings are beacons of reason rather than vessels of sin. Such a revitalizing perspective emboldened the populace, powering the gears of democratization. But there's another catalyst in the mix, the harsh tutor of experience. Consider those who've tumbled from the relative comfort of affluence into the abyss of poverty. Dubbed the new poor, they possess a unique potency in instigating change, for they remember the taste of better days. The Puritan Revolution, which heralded the English Civil War, was a crusade led by those dispossessed of their lands driven by landlords' avarice to replace crops with livestock. Those who have witnessed the fading of their fortunes wield a relentless resolve to reclaim what once was theirs. As we journey through the past, it's evident. The crucible of change is not filled with satisfaction or contentment, but with the ardent desire to close the chasm between what is and what could be. Part 2. Forging a Collective Identity the strength of unity within mass movements. When minds converge on a common cause, their collective force can sweep across the landscape like a formidable storm. But this strength doesn't sprout from the diverse traits of individuals. Rather, it originates from their ability to forge unity, sculpting an entity much grander than the sum of its parts. Mass movements gain traction by blending the multitude of individual personas into a singular purpose. Like soldiers in lockstep, the success of these movements hinges on the synchronization of their adherents, rather than the distinction of each soldier's stride or the style of their uniforms. This cohesion is born from empowerment and camaraderie. Take, for instance, the harrowing experiences of those held in Nazi concentration camps. Survival often hinged on one's affiliations within groups where the collective watchful eyes and a shared will proved to be life-saving forces. But what's the key that turns a group of individuals into a resilient organism? It's the diminishment of individuality that cultivates unity. Consider the military, 
where personal expression is subordinate to uniformity and discipline. And yet, this metamorphosis requires more than a change in attire. It demands an allegiance to an ideal or nation that transcends personal identities. Nationalist fervor encapsulates this by encouraging individuals to see themselves not merely as persons, but as proud flag bearers of a nation, be it German, French, or Italian. Historically, leaders like Adolf Hitler orchestrated grand narratives, transforming entire populations into cast members of an epic tale, with the nation itself taking the stage. The Nuremberg rallies, carefully choreographed and immortalized on film, celebrated this collective heroism not just for the eyes of participants but for the wider audience of cinema-goers. Communist countries, too, have wielded theatrical showcases to reify the glory of their ideology and national identity. These movements thrive on the allure of being part of something vastly greater than oneself. Nonetheless, the trade-off can cast long shadows with disturbing outcomes. The grip of a movement's doctrine on individual rationality can be unyielding, even distorting reality. For example, long after World War II, there were Japanese refugees in Brazil who steadfastly believed the Japanese Empire had withstood the test of time, refusing to acknowledge its historical collapse. The magnetism of mass movements draws forth humanity's deep-seated need for belonging, but it also underscores the power of collective belief to reshape our understanding of the world and our place within it. Part 3. Unifying under a banner of enmity. The role of leadership in directing collective hatred. Picture the charged atmosphere of a stadium during a heated game. The throngs of supporters, united in their jeers against the opposing team, hang on every action of their champion athlete. This powerful collective energy is not limited to the world of sports. It encapsulates the essence of mass movements as well. Mass movements coalesce around a shared adversary, their unity amplified by the magnitude of their perceived foe. It's an ancient formula, vilify a common enemy, and solidarity within the group tightens. The Nazis were masters of this, channeling the bitterness of their followers towards the Jews, casting them as affluent and influential puppeteers. This tactic of demonization is a tool wielded by leaders of various stripes. In 1932, a Japanese delegation studied the burgeoning Nazi movement. Impressed, one researcher lamented Japan's absence of an equivalent adversary, akin to the Jews in Germany. Even Hitler acknowledged the effectiveness of identifying a potent nemesis. Yet, how does one select the prime target for public animosity? History leans towards the foreigner, the outsider. During the French Revolution, the aristocrats were painted as descendants of ancient Germanic tribes. Similarly, the English Civil War saw the royalists branded as Normans, a subtlety that suggested their foreign, specifically French, origins. Selecting the ideal enemy is merely the opening gambit. For a mass movement to truly ascend, it requires a firebrand leader to harness the disparate strains of hatred into a single focused beam. Sans a figurehead, the flickers of unrest fail to ignite into the blaze that defines a movement. Consider Lenin and the Bolshevik Revolution. Devoid of his direction, it's plausible that leading Bolsheviks like Leon Trotsky might have drifted towards democratic coalitions. 
Without the magnetic pull of figures like Hitler or Mussolini, the ideologies of Nazism and fascism could have remained as whispers in the annals of history. These leaders were the catalysts, the lightning rods, capturing the charged atmosphere of discontent and directing it towards a conjured enemy, thus fueling the rise of mass movements. Part 4. The Architects and Builders of Movements, Ideologues and Leaders at the Helm Constructing a sturdy IKEA shelf demands both the array of wooden boards and screws and the instruction guide that elucidates their assembly. Similarly, the inception of a mass movement necessitates a blueprint, a doctrine articulated clearly enough to be grasped by the masses. At the drafting table of history stand the men of words, the philosophers, the writers, the orators, trusted scribes of knowledge who can crystallize ideas into a compelling narrative. Philosophers of the French Enlightenment, such as Voltaire and Rousseau, sketched the blueprints that would underpin the tumultuous French Revolution. Christianity, with its global reach, was similarly born from the words and wisdom of Jesus Christ. Yet, the formulation of doctrine is merely half the craft. It must resonate with the grievances of the populace. Consider the fiery rhetoric of Johann Gottlieb Fichte, who, in the aftermath of Prussian defeat during the Napoleonic Wars, called upon Germans to unite into a singular nation-state. It is the frustration of the masses that turns words into a doctrine, fueling the launch of a crusade. With the doctrine enshrined, the advent of a fervent leader becomes crucial, someone who can translate ideology into tangible reality. Hitler, for instance, constructed the colossal Third Reich, a structure founded on principles akin to those Fichte expounded. Meanwhile, Joseph Stalin invoked the teachings of Karl Marx in shaping the Soviet regime. Leaders often undergo a metamorphosis, evolving from the custodians of words into flag-bearers of fanaticism. Mohammed serves as a prime example. Initially, he was a sage, penning revelations in the Quran, which later became the wellspring from which he drew inspiration for his fierce conquest in the name of Islam. The creation of a mass movement is much like the construction of a monument. It requires both a visionary to lay down the vision and an executor to erect it from the ground up. The interplay of intellectual groundwork and the kinetic force of leadership form the scaffolding of the mass movements that write the chapters of our world's history. Part 5. Comparing the flora of fervor, the shared essence and diverse ambitions of mass movements, envision two botanical cousins sharing the same garden bed, alike in structure, yet one nurtures while the other harbors venom. Mass movements, in their essence, can be equally paradoxical, sharing fundamental attributes while diverging wildly in aspirations and outcomes. The fervor that animates mass movements might be universal, yet its manifestations vary with the content of belief. Imagine Tsarist Russia as the stage, where the same social unrest propels different factions of Russian Jews toward diverse horizons. Some join revolutionary ranks, while others weave the fabric of Zionism. Chaim Weizmann, a historical figure who saw one son join the revolutionaries and another embrace Zionism, personifies this ideological crossroads. Mass movements with their interchangeable cause can sometimes act as stand-ins for one another. Prior to World War II, Italian businessmen rallied behind fascism as a bulwark 
against the feared economic upheavals of communism. Ironically, the fascism they supported shared a striking resemblance to its feared counterpart, leading to similar disruptions. Then comes the matter of duration and accomplishment. Mass movements that burn bright but brief can often yield favorable legacies. They focus their energy, accomplish their objectives promptly, and cement their place in history. The revolutions of France and America are exemplary, distilling democracy's ideals into relatively swift transformations. In contrast, movements endowed with the same clarity of purpose yet lacking an expiration date, such as Nazism and communism, run the risk of stagnating. They become like a pendulum stuck mid-swing, halting progress and stifling innovation. Once in power, their continued existence as movements often leads to a creative and developmental gridlock, seeding the grounds of their eventual ruin. In the grand spectrum of mass movements, then, each shares a common genetic thread, but boasts its own distinct blossoms and thorns, some nurturing democracy's delicate bloom, others suffocating growth under the shadow of their enduring presence. Final summary. In the eclectic mosaic of history, mass movements, regardless of their ideological leanings or geographical settings, echo familiar refrains. A blend of political fervor, religious zeal, or social unrest gives rise to movements that, at their core, resonate with a unified rhythm. These movements stir the human spirit, feeding on our innate desires for change and purpose. They draw strength from our collective dreams and fears, turning ordinary individuals into ardent disciples of a cause. The allure of unity, the search for identity, and the need for direction conspire to create a fertile ground for mass movements to flourish. At the heart of every movement lies the potential for any one of us to surrender to the collective consciousness, to become true believers, entranced by the promise of belonging and the pursuit of a grand vision. It's a universal narrative that transcends time and ideology a reminder of our shared human propensity to seek something greater than ourselves, irrespective of the banners we march under. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.